Oh, yeah. This is the manly man, Randy Brutal, talking at you. When I'm on the road, I pass the time between matches, snapping to Slim Jims, and listening to the Sean Geek Podcast, which I download off of SeanMcGinnity.ca. That's the Sean Geek Podcast, downloaded off of SeanMcGinnity.ca, brother. Oh, yeah. We are back with Eric Sinich, Corey Caves, and we are reviewing 5150. He left off with Get Up, and we're going to... Okay, let's get to the next track here. All right. Dreams. Now, oh, yeah. this was not a favorite Sean song at all. Hmm. At all. I really did not like this song. Um, it was a ballad. It was kind of, a, at the time, it was kind of a turnoff for me. But I've since come around. I do like, I, I, I like a lot of uh, Hagar's ballads with Van Halen. Um, he has an earnestness when he's singing. He's not phoning it in. Like, it's actually coming from somewhere. It's not just, okay. You know, because a lot of bands at the time, okay, we got to write one ballad for the album or two ballads for the album. You know, it was, it came from a, a real place, I think, with with Sammy. So, um, I I today I don't know why, but back in the old days, uh, our sound systems were shit. But I was listening today in the headphones, and I was listening to the acoustic guitar in the intro, the acoustic playing with the keyboards. And I thought that was the most beautiful thing I'd ever heard. And I never noticed it before. And I was like, wow, that's great. And then, but when it comes in, it's not like a straight ballad. It's got some just, just kind of the back and forth. The da, 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 da. And then Ed's got all these little just whales. Is really like at the end of lines and stuff. And it just, to me, this, this song was like a perfect song. And this got my number two. Okay. It went from like number eight or nine back in 86 to number two today. Okay. I love this song. I, I don't get tired of it. No, I, that opening that you referred to, it, it's that super clean sound with the yep. acoustic over the synth. Yep. And that's Ed, the songwriter. Yes. You know? That's him hearing it in his mind, how he wanted it to sound. So again, I think this is one of those songs that he had so much fun doing because he was able to do things he he wanted to. He's he was a Clapton guy, and a lot of what Clapton did was you know complement the song, uh, the structure of the song. Uh, it, it wasn't necessarily led by the guitar. Yep. So this is you know this is he's in his his wheelhouse here at this point, and yep. maybe the best of all the Sammy era songs. Um, yep. You know, like. Like Get Up, it's got the positive message. You know, we start off with something, someone in an empty room, just pictures. The wool is black and white. You know, maybe someone had it all, let it slip away. Family home, somebody to come home to, all that's gone. Instead of giving up, it's time to get off your ass, start a whole new dream, right? Yep. And without love, that dream is not going to happen. And that's where I, that's the hard rock hippie Sammy there. Oh, he's yeah. from the late 60s. He was a teenager in the 60s. 
And I believe he was at uh, one of those 60s, late 60s festivals. He was on one of the TV specials. Was it? Uh, uh, boy, it was one of those, not Woodstock, but but he was a, you know, he was a late 60s guy. And that's, that's I think, where he gets these lyrics from. Uh, perfect lyrics for the music that Eddie writes, too. Oh, yeah. Another, oh. another killer synth riff. And listen to his solo on this song. It's, oh. it's Goosebumps. And here's another example. They had an owl, push and pull, mm-hmm. you know. And Al compliments the solo perfectly with his work on the cymbals. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the ending is just epic. No fade out. Comes to that conclusion. And Sammy's vocals on this, they are his best ever. And he pushed so hard. But this is thanks to the producer, Mick Jones. Yeah. Of Foreigner fame. Yeah. Who, who believed in Sammy. He said, Sammy's like, I can't. They're walking along the beach one day. And, and he's saying, Sammy, you can do You can go higher can't you you can't and he did yeah so now it's it's you know he can't sing it that high now oh. but it was hard for him to sing then yeah i mean it's a that's an amazing <laughs> vocal performance so it is ding 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 my number one. Ooh, oh nice yes Corey, what's your uh i feel like i'm gonna lose uh lose points with eric here uh because oh, i put it all the way down to number eight whoa oh yeah oh boy now again, this is one of those songs that I think I've just heard too many times on the radio. Sure. sure. So it may have just gotten overplayed. And you know, when I was listening to it, it's like, okay, I know the song, but I've heard it so many times, I'm just I can't get into it. Hmm. So yeah, it wound up uh, it wound up fairly far down my list. So okay. I, I mean, I hope that I haven't lost you know any uh, any cred with you, but you know, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> No, I did Guys, I gotta last, go. Take care. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. That was the last one. You, you gave me shit for the uh, the the good bug. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's the problem with. And I worked in radio for so many years, and that was the thing that would dr- try being a a DJ playing those songs every day. Mm-hmm. I was on the air six times a week, five you know five weekdays, and on on weekends, and you would be playing this stuff over and over over so yeah. i totally get it and that's the thing i used to bang my head against the wall with the program directors like can we just play something else you know uh and, and people would call in you know there's more that they have man you know not just van halen <laughs> all of bands, you know that that that's the, yeah. the burnout factor and i think that contributes to a lot of why you know some of those bands that came in so fast like i don't know this is the first coming to mind but like hooting the blowfish you know yeah it's like one you know and it's after a while it's like all right already enough yeah. and it's not so, the band's fault either that's just the way no it's the way and then everybody hates the band but it's like we wrote an album and then people ended up liking it is that our right fault? right the labels yeah. todd yeah uh, yeah so number six uh it sounds like well it's got meaty keyboards or something going on because he's, he's it sounds like he's being triggered by by his guitar uh very heavy keyboard song yeah uh lollipop van halen for me that that's kind of like their um their introduction to looking for radio airtime so a radio friendly obviously they played it you know uh, you know <laughs> to death so it was a it was a radio type song it's kind of a easier to swallow for for people who aren't van halen fans yeah sure. uh kind of an introduction just to to, li- to listen to so yeah it, it's a great song but um like i said it, it wasn't uh, the guitar hero van halen song that i'm you know that I kind of strive for. Eddie got a little defensive in one interview with them around that time when uh, the interviewer brought up the word pop. He's like, what, what's pop? What is pop? You know, 
So I think to him, it was just what he wanted to write the music he yeah. wanted to make. I'm not making a pop song. I'm making it. Yeah. Album. It wasn't intentional. You know? yeah. it no, wasn't it just like formulaic, but, uh, but, it, but it certainly was like Sammy said, man, when they played this song and the other ones that were huge hits, it's like, woo, like the, the people in the room, the record label guys, like I smell money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, la- so this is the last song on side a of the album of the cassette is uh, summer nights. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I mentioned this earlier. This is the song I'd watch my Toma play all the time. Uh, <laughs> so this 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 one, it, it's a great song. Yeah. It sounds even better when Todd plays it. So I, it's it's my number one. I, I got nothing else to say other than it brings back the best of memories of some really cool times seeing Todd on stage, and then watching uh, the 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 new Halen uh the new Halen concert just <laughs> seeing it on there and just they're, they're, we are they're, renaming this town yeah <laughs> this is now new Halen that's pretty good semi impression there yeah that's pretty good. pretty good so that's my number one <laughs> you hit the high notes <laughs> oh no no you don't want to hear you try to hear <laughs> yeah this and 5150 are maybe the two best non-hit Van Halen songs from the Sammy era yeah. Ed's guitar work leads the way, a great groove to it. And what teenage guy could not relate to cruising around for the girls on a summer night? Yeah. I mean, you're talking teenager in the 80s, right? Maybe the best song on the album in terms of the Ed and Mike harmonies. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's so integral to the Van Halen sound. People talk about Van Halen 3 from 98 and they blame Gary Sharon, put it all on him or Ed for whatever. The song's too long, yada, yada, yada. But there are no Ed and Mike harmonies on that record. And that, that's a lot of times that's forgotten. That's one of the parts of that great Van Halen sound yep. that you need. Ed's, Ed's got a great and, voice, man. And how about Eddie's solo on this song? Mm-hmm. Well, you're right. I mean, Ed's voice with Mike's voice, that's that's it. That's the sweet spot right there. And Eddie's solo, my God, it's classic. Oh, and then it goes right back to the main riff where Sammy goes way up high and right back into the chorus. No sweet harmonies, man. Yeah, number three. Number three. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I had it at uh, number four. Ooh, all right. Four. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, just pretty much everything you guys have said so far, you know, with the exception yeah. of, you know, bring back great memories from listening to Todd play it uh, back in uh, Moncton, BC or whatever. <laughs> Moncton, BC. Moncton, BC. <laughs> I don't know where the hell you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Chicks. <laughs> But yeah, no, chicks. yeah exactly it's just it's you can just picture you know sitting around a fire pit you know drinking a beer and just leaning back and listening to the song and yeah it's just it's a feel-good song yep yeah i i what i remember i i chipped my tooth driving i was in the passenger seat of my friend's car cruising around for girls and, and we hit a bump and i had a bottle of southern comfort and it went, oh. it went out my tooth i was like ah Oh, and I never, I didn't get a fix for years, but by God, it was worth it. I didn't, but I, and I didn't meet any girls, so it really wasn't. Yeah. I talk about, it. but it was a summer night. Yep. We did have the radio on. Yep. So that's your uh, your three on that, uh, Todd. What's yours? Uh, number three. Number three. All right. Number three. Yeah. This is okay. this is this is kind of like the Beach Boys esque type of a summer song uh, that you know that they did. Another one of those the Steinberg guitars um the stereo eddie (laughs) 
No, yeah, no, this is the Beach Boy version of Van Halen, like summer song, you know, upbeat, uh, driving in the car, having the tunes cranked, uh, another stereo Eddie Steinberg, you know, guitar. Uh, yeah, we like the bands, well, Mitoma, I guess, whatever you call it. <laughs> when we used to play it, uh, it was it was a fun it was a fun tune to play. Yeah. It, yeah, it was very, very good. Yeah. Yeah, very good. So what's your rank inside? Sorry. Number three. Three, number three. Awesome. Number three. Okay, so side two, the album opens up with best of both worlds. Holy shit. That's mm-hmm. my uh, uh I just gotta say it. this this is my number three. Again, this is another song that Todd's band played. So it's it it ranks high just because of that alone. Um, it's just a great party song. I remember it again from the 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 concert video where they're all marching together playing this song along. They played this song probably for 20 minutes in that concert. But it was uh, you know, this just a just another great song, just catchy as all get out in this. To me, this was like the song that epitomized Van Hagar. Like this is, you know, we're the party band. We're a lot of fun. We're buddies hanging out. Yeah. Number three for me. All right. I have it at number six. Um, but yeah, here we go again. Another reach for the sky, grab the world by the balls narrative from Sammy. Yep. <laughs> Only this time he wants both worlds, right? He's grooving right over at now as we get to the verses. And Mikey's right there for the main chorus. It's an 80s arena rock fist bumper, right? I mean, it's uh, this is where the famous um, 5150 walk comes from. Remember when they did that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, yeah, that's and, what I was referring to. That. Yeah. Once again, another perfect solo from Eddie. And the solo on Live Without a Net is even better. And Alex, again, in lockstep with Ed. I love as the song fades out, the symbol work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Number six. Corey? Oh, I had it at uh, number five, actually. Okay. So, but I mean, you know, it's a good song, but, you know, by this point, you know, we're getting fairly far into the uh, album and uh, yeah, it had to wind up somewhere. So it just wound up down number five. But, okay. Number two. Ooh. Ooh. Number two. Yeah, I just, I love the beginning. It's nice and melodic and you can really drive that varying open G string. You know, when and the accompanying runs, and he's got a little bit of a chicken picking uh, going on in there. It's just an all around, you know, great tune. Uh, Live without a net, they did an excellent job on it. I mean, I could I could probably listen to that, you know, for for most of the day. <laughs> you and, and by did, the yeah. way, and by the way, Eddie did not steal this from Cool in the Gang celebration. Oh, whatever. <laughs> he wasn't oh. he wasn't listening to Cool in the Gang to get song ideas he was, Dave was. Doing okay on Dave was Dave was <laughs> I mean you know it, yeah that, I remember talking about that no don't think so not that he didn't I'm sure he yeah, loved music of all kinds but yeah. it, I'm just saying he wasn't sitting around like oh Jesus I'm tapped out from musical ideas I need to I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, like yeah, zillions I'm gonna put of some Alan Holdsworth on yeah he had zillions of pieces of music in that studio of his so yeah. he didn't need to he didn't need to top anybody else's riff yeah, Alan Holdsworth was his guy. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, next track, Love Walks In. Um, no. <laughs> oh, I, you know what? It, I, for me, it's saturation. Um, and then when I found out the song was actually, because there's that line about aliens in it, I'm like, what? And then I read, 
I read Red by Sammy Hagar, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. It just it it contextually just it, it lost a lot of oomph for me, and it just like Hagar can do a good ballad, and then sometimes it just there's some of them that just go over the edge for me, and this one kind of goes over the edge. I just I rated it seven. I just it's not mm. that great for me. I just doesn't hold up i mean it's not a bad song because i don't really find there's any horrible songs on this album except for one but um it, it's just it's it's meh it's kind of mad mm. kind of middle of the road van hagar for me very keyboard heavy and all about love this is the kind of song the dave era fans detested yep but this is where eddie's mind was at musically yep. Oh, yeah. And uh, being that I discovered the band through this album, it, it does hit home with me. Another beautiful synth riff from Ed and the harmonies he does with Mike here are so cool. There's a fade up of their harmonies that leads into, uh, I believe it's the second verse. And that's cool. Lyrically, this is solid and not what people thought when you first heard it. You're thinking it's, it's a simple love song, right? Yes. Yes. You know, between a man and a woman, right? Not so. Deals with extraterrestrials. Sammy says he was visited by aliens. Corey, I don't know if you've ever heard this because you're kind of new to the Van Halen Probably world not, here. No. Sammy says he was visited by aliens when he was about 19 or 20, living in San okay. Fran, living in a little apartment with his, uh, I believe he had just got married. And I think Aaron, his son Aaron was born. Sent him on a course of curiosity, started reading up on aliens and UFOs, but he says they downloaded his brain and says he was contacted again by the same group of aliens called the nine afterwards that's he's got a publishing company i believe called the nine records or I, I, something along those lines the lyrics are also heavily influenced by a book by a woman named ruth montgomery she wrote about the paranormal one of the books was called strangers among us and it talks about walk-ins walk-ins bypass childhood in the the years where you're growing up they enter an adult body and they start to help others help themselves. That's the premise, right? So some kind okay. of alien waits for the opening, pulls the string, love comes walking in, wow. as in walk in. There you have it. And some great imagery in the lyrics from Sammy. There she stands in a silken gown, silver lights shining down. I, it's a beautiful song. I wish Sammy would play it more live. I don't think he ever plays it with the circle, but I could be wrong. Hopefully he does and will maybe. I, it's it, it doesn't hold up as well because of the keyboards, it's very 80s. I get it, but still, beautiful song. Good, I'd like to see Sammy do an acoustic version of it. Great solo. Cool the, song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that Eddie's had, there isn't a bad solo in the entire Van yeah. Halen catalog. Especially on this album. This album is. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're drinking it. What's your rank? Yeah. No, oh, yeah, number five. I put it at number five. So, I mean, I talked a lot about how much I love it, but I still, it's right, you know, in the middle there because there's just some songs on here that are just. I, I love even more. So. I, I, I number wanna, five. Okay, I want to. Okay, we're going to predict Corey's vote. Yeah, okay. I, I think this is ranked at seven. Nine. That's my say. prediction. Eric, you'd be right. Number nine. Nine. Uh, yeah, I see. I read his mind now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even yeah, I I couldn't talk into it with the interesting background. It yeah. Maybe, uh... Well, actually, it, it... or did that push it to number ten? Did that just make it <laughs> yeah. worse? Yeah. <laughs> um. I think the whole thing for me is again, you know, oversaturated, but also it sounds really dated. Yeah. Yeah. With the keyboards, you know, and so for me, it's just, it's, I guess it wasn't what I was looking for. I mean, I'm going to have to go back and re listen to it now, knowing where the 
background of the story the song is but yeah just uh when i was uh you know coming up with my ranks you know it just this is the one where i'm like yeah this one's going right down at the bottom yeah if you if you would love the that gritty you know wonderfully shitty attitude from the roth era <laughs> <laughs> this isn't it you know yeah <laughs> this is not dave era van halen yeah at all so. yep todd where do you place okay number number seven seven okay yeah okay it's a really nice keyboard intro that's a good you know head head bobbing song but definitely not a you know bang your head song um but then again it's it's you know pr- pretty much keyboard driven so Yep. Not one of my, uh, like I said, not one of my guitar hero Van Halen tunes, but it uh, it is very melodic and very, it's a very nice song. By the way, I think maybe I should write a book, uh, Wonderfully Shitty Attitude. That's the name of my next book. <laughs> that that was, I got, remember Dave used, to, Dave used to say every time they had a new album, same band, what do you say? A different album, same old shitty attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Love Dave. Uh, next track uh, is sorry yeah right away right like that's I, I hear uh, it right away in my head like I right now in, in, in my hot take on this this used to be my number nine song or wow yeah but it's one of those songs that gets better every time you hear it yeah, and you keep hearing more things like even like just the way uh, uh, I'm a big Alex fan. It's just the way he comes in like do 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 do. Yep, exactly. Like just I was actually mm-hmm. playing it this week on the kit. I got some fresh calluses playing some Alex parts. Nice. Um, and this song just gets better and better and better and better for me. So it ranked all it jumped all the way up from number nine to number four for me. No. So it's 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 yeah it 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 was almost higher like but the memories that Todd just kind of put the other songs a little higher. Yeah. Alex, if you're listening, man, we love you. We Alex, miss you, we love you. We uh yeah, my heart goes out to him, man. That's you know, his little brother. He's just it's like he lost a limb, you know? Yeah. If he puts anything, uh, I don't care what it is. I'm just yeah. Kidding. I just hope he's doing okay. Um, um, he did an interview not too too long ago. There that he 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 sounds well. He only released a statement, from what I knew. He he released a statement just you know on his birthday and. Yep, that's right. Yeah, that was really, you know, that just tugged on the heartstrings, man. I don't want to read it verbatim because I don't want to misquote him here. Uh, let's see. We put it up on the news desk. Here it is. For his birthday. No, hold on. You can edit this out, right? Yep. Yeah, let me just find it here. Uh, Big Al. Where is he here? I gotta find. Let's see. Alex. the hell is it sorry guys i'm gonna find it because this is really cool what he said here um alex somebody spotted him cruising down the la freeway yes yeah that was cool 
We put that up. Here it is. May 8th, 2021. First birthday without you, Ed. The view for my drum set will never be the same. VH forever. And then there was one that he also put up for Ed's birthday. I want to say, or was it? I mean, not his birthday, the, the day that he passed. Of course, I can't find it now. Uh, sorry, guys, but I want I want to read this to you because it's so good. Oh, you know what? It's let me just I know a quicker way just to go. To, he, it was like the one of the only things you see on VanHalen.com. Here it is. Okay, so this was on Ed's birthday on January twenty sixth. Hey Ed, happy birthday! May your light never dim. Love you, miss you, and by the way, Wolf is killing it. Yes, that's the that's nice. the post I saw that. Oh like, man, that 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 put faith in me that I think he's starting to yeah, I know. be better. I hope. But again, it's like just losing a limb. I mean, it's no, just, it'd they be were really just... fun though. If, if Alex and Wolfie just did a track together. Well, yeah, you know, but the, like, like Wolf says, it's just, it's just, they can't do it without this whole nonsense of all oh, this. It was going to be a reunion now. You know, it's you know, maybe you know, they, Van Halen is over. Jam. Like maybe they do jam. Maybe they, I'd love it. You know, the legacy of Van Halen goes on, but the yeah, band yeah. as a current entity. I mean, once yeah. Eddie passed, the mission of the Van Halen News Desk was to update people on what's going on with Sammy, with Dave, with Wolf, but more so now it's just preserving the legacy, yep, and growing the legacy, remembering what he did. Because you know what? Like Wolf said, it's over. You can't have Van Halen no. without Eddie no. Van Halen. You can't. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'd want another Van Halen band. No. Like, in any, you know. It, it's, they left on a good note. Yeah. You know, we would have loved to have Mike there and have the reunion tour, but a different kind of truth is kick ass, man. That's the 2012 album with Dave. Uh, I, I want to do a, a, a quick name drop, but and uh, the podcast will rock, which we've been listening. Yeah, to. Um, they're giving me new love for a uh, different kind of truth. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of maybe gave it a bit of a pass, but listening to it in depth on their show, I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. Li- listen to Blood and Fire and tell me that that should not have been the first single. Yeah. All the years they're waiting for Dave to come back. And the lyrics are about that they've been through blood and fire, worked their asses off, went through a lot of back and forth wars. And here they're, they're back. And Dave says in the, in the middle part breakdown, Dave says, uh, uh, told you I was coming back. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah. And that, that was, that would have been the perfect single. Um, but yeah, that whole album is great. Yeah, that's so, better than I Yeah, so, it, so it's my turn for 5150, right? We're yeah, getting yeah. off track. Yeah, yeah. What's your, what's yeah. your ranking? So 5150. Um, Eddie Van Halen at his best, this is it. I mean, he takes you on a ride with this. It's probably the most musically complex of all the tracks. You yeah. guys can speak to that more as musicians. But yep. The right. opening riff makes you think it's going to boogie, you know, right on through. But then you get to that first verse, and it's this monstrous riff. And Sammy's so comfortable in that pocket that Eddie leaves. It's like they were together for years. Yep. 
And then the song picks up again, slows down again with the Ed and Mike harmonies. And Sammy writes a lot about relationship. This is a this is a lyrical high point for him, I think. I think so. My opinion, right? Initially, the 5150 name was meant for the name of any studio named after the police code for the criminally insane. And people thought Eddie was insane for building his own studio. That You know that story. But yeah. Sammy uses it to describe a relationship that's off balance. It's supposed to be 50-50, but there's that one person always asking for more. Always one more. You're never satisfied. Right. And like Summer Nights, this is an Eddie solo that is brilliant, but yet even better live. My absolute favorite Eddie solo would be this one. One, well, this is two. Number one is the live eruption on the US Festival. Yep. Video. And the live solo on this song on Live Without a Net. Wow. The, what he does on that solo, I've listened to that solo, that song, but sometimes just literally just going right to the solo thousands and thousands of times. And, uh, I can, I can never explain to people like the feeling I get from hearing Ed play, you know, the guitar. But whatever that rush is, that that you get that feeling of like invincibility and that just that fire in the gut. This is the solo that just does it to me every time. And I, I've, I've played that thing so many and, and I will continue to play it. I mean, I was found a way years ago once we get the technology and computers if i just was able to rip that video onto mp3 and i've had that and i had it on cd for a while and then i put it in my phone it's just there go to boom 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 every time i really need to pick up 5150 and there's a great version that sammy just put up from japan which i think it may have already been up but it's a really good quality it's if they played it in the, in the oh you 812 tour from 1988 and again you just they do little, he does a little something different every time with a solo him and alex so, but I put it at number four. Having said all that, I put it at number four. I mean, that's how much I love this album. It's like songs that I just yeah. freaking love are still a five on this album is actually really, really good. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, yep. No, uh, number four. And I remember my buddies in high school that were guitar players. They always talked about this song, and I'm kind of like you, Sean. Like at first, I was like, eh, you know, it's you know, it's an album track. It's cool. Yeah. But now, listen to it. Yeah. It's a grower. That 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 stands up maybe better than any track on the album. Over the years, I would think, you know, it's not, it's not dated for me. This one, no, at all. Corey, what's your, uh, it's down at number six. I mean, it's a good song. It's, I mean, after a point, you know, it became kind of difficult to start really rating everything, but, and you had to put the, uh, put the song somewhere. So yeah, just for me, um, you know, there was five other songs that I thought were just a little bit better. So 5150 just wound up a, down number six for me. Otherwise, you know, I, it's not like I don't like it. It's just, yeah, I had to come up with a rating. Yeah, that's it. Todd, I goes. think Todd's going to have this ranked high. Number four. Number okay. four. Number four. Yep. So three fours and a one six. Yeah, it's a nice, good driving beginning. Uh, nice, juicy. It's, uh, I mean, all of most of the songs that they have. Um, Eddie, well, at least the older stuff. I can't remember now if the newer stuff was tuned down or not, but uh, everything was tuned down a step because I guess um, uh, Dave couldn't really hit yeah. some of the notes, so they had to kind of compensate for that. I don't think they had to do that so much with with uh, with Mr. Hagar, but uh, this one here is actually tuned down to I think a I think it's a drop drop D or I guess it'd be a drop D 
uh, flat <laughs> since everything's tuned down. Um, so it so it had a, a deeper tone to it when he was playing, uh, which really brought brought the song out. Uh, it was very 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 good song. That's the uh, Bocephus mode, I guess would be the yeah. term that they. <laughs> was it was it Hank Williams Jr. that? Uh, uh, that's where they got it from. Where they got it from, yeah. 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 Bocephus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was. <laughs> Yeah, very yeah, good too. Very good too. It's great that we all know that. Well, all of the core core is like Bocephus. What? Yeah, yeah. The guys would get good and crazy uh, on a regular basis when Sammy first joined the band. So they called those times both Bocephus mode in honor of uh, yeah, in honor of um, uh, Hank's legendary shenanigans. Yeah, gotcha. Well, well the yeah. well the code fifty one fifty wasn't that uh, for someone who was insane. Yep, criminally insane. Uh, it's a police code. Um, fact, uh, Britney Spears was they they gave her a fifty one fifty at one point. You know when she. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you know her the van, idea was her Van Halen connection right there. Yeah, the, the <laughs> idea was that you know like everybody was telling Eddie, you're crazy for building your own studio. You know. Yeah. And so Don Landy, the engineer, said to Eddie, you know, there's a police code for criminally insane called fifty one fifty. You know, name you should name the studio that. Nice. Yeah, we're down to the last song, right? Last song, yeah. Inside, okay. This used to be ranked about like three or four for me back in the day. Wow, because it was so different. Um, now, boy, just <laughs> I, I, I just can't. I was listening to it and I compare it to. Uh, I was talking to Corey Morissette from uh, the Cradle Rocker on their message board or whatever, and uh, it was like this in my world. Like my world by Guns N' Roses, the last track I think. Oh the, yeah, oh, yeah. Is your illusion Is two? Your illusion two. Like those two songs are are similar in that, yeah. It's just whatever. We're just we're all drunk or high or whatever. We're just gonna hit record and just just go. Yeah. And just just do something just completely fucking mental. Well, you with uh, my world, didn't Alex uh, Axel actually just slip it in? Didn't tell any of the bands that any oh, of the band God. that he was doing Probably. it. Probably that sounds that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, but uh, this is much better than my world, <laughs> by Guns and Roses. But you know, if I like it a little bit, like there's a couple things in there. It's like seeing the camaraderie between the guys in the song. It's fun. But I, like I said, like this album's f- phenomenal. But if I had to rank a number nine, this is this is the one. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, I had a friend in college who was a big alternative fan and loved Pink Floyd. He said, "I remember to this day because you know that sounds like a Pink Floyd song." And yeah. I never thought about that, but I guess, yeah, like sure. the post Roger Waters, like momentary lapse of reason type of yeah. sound. Never thought about that. It was interesting. Yeah, I put it at nine, too. I, I, I knew I, you were going to do that. I, yeah, I, I only put it at the bottom just because all the other songs are just so damn good. But it's a fun song. The band is showing us how great they get along with Sammy in the band now. He's got a new pair of shoes and, you know, he'd wear them for walks like somebody else now. That's right. That's kind and of like- I get that's a reference to, to DLR, right? It's like, I got a new pair of shoes. I'm in this band and now yeah. I walk, you know, like it's just kind of right. You know? Yeah. He's, and now he's kind of, you know, he's the same dude, but he's, you know, as a front man of Van Halen he's you know, he's, 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 he's someone else entirely. Now he's stepped up to a whole new level yep. and credit to him, man. He just never, never seemed to, at least what he says, he just never cracked under the pressure. Or just was like, Oh shit. You know, like this is, I can't do this. He just was like, whatever. <laughs> he was actually thinking about retiring like he said i reached the peak with uh 
VOA album and I can't try a 55 and he was doing really good and he had the money and he was a good businessman. He had some businesses on the side and he was ready to just, yeah, you know, call it quits. And then he gets the call from uh, Claudio. They shared the same uh, mechanic. Heck, yep. And uh, who just passed away, sadly. And he said, uh, uh, he said Eddie, Eddie was there at the same shop and said, I'm bummed, man. I lost my singer. So Claudio says, Oh, you should give Sammy a call. Give Sammy a call. And Ed said, yeah, all right. You know, uh, give me his number. <laughs> that was it. But, and he walked in those shoes for what a good decade. Yeah. Uh, now this doesn't, I mean, they're having fun. Doesn't mean Ed's taking it easy on the solo. He's oh, no, no. Cool guitar work throughout the verses too, which is cool. You listen with a, you know, good headphones or earbuds. Yeah. Just listen to his guitar work throughout. It's very cool. It's, yeah. it's, you know, minimalist. It's not, he's not going over. It's just really cool though. And it'll tasty little, you know, little uh, riffs throughout. Um, and speaking of listen closely, this is cool. So at the four minute, 41 second mark of the song, you're going to hear Alex asking, hey, is Greg back yet? You got to listen closely, though. It, but my friend Jeff Hausman, the publisher of the Van Halen News Desk, he's the one who stepped up on this one because I, I wrote an article and I said, who is it, you know? And he said, you know, that is likely a reference to Alex's longtime drum tech, the late, great Greg oh, Emerson. Okay. Yeah. So you got to let yeah, that yeah, four, four minute, 41 that. seconds. Yeah. Yeah, four, hmm. yeah. Now that's, I, I want to say uh, it is the left, uh, it, let's see, left speaker or right speaker. I mean, you'll hear it, but I think I, I put it in the article. That's going to be, it's the left audio channel. Okay. So listen closely to that and you'll uh you'll hear that so that's a you know fun song i guess they figured you know what we got eight kick-ass tracks let's have some fun yep. and uh yeah that's cool you know, this is a nice nice way to end the album and i think the order of the songs is perfect too you know the way it starts hello baby you know it's here i am baby and then when it ends it's you know it's kind of an autobiographical and then they're being funny yeah. man you're, you're hearing alex go uh <laughs> Alimony, alimony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what was the other one? Um, God, there was something else that was funny in there. And Michael Anthony, man, he's oh he's God. screaming like he's doing like that madman maniacal yeah. laugh All yeah, the time. at the end. And uh, there was another funny one though. Um, the alimony and something else that Alex said that was like I can't recall now. Probably. There's, there's so many like I don't know the the back and forth like yeah. You know. Hey, so they, they, they were, they were like, there, you got three points there. Right, right. Whatever, they like, really were like tight, man. They were like yeah. brothers um, for the longest time. And then, you know, when when their manager Ed Leffler passed, that's when things kind of went downhill. Yep. You know, a lot of a lot of times, you, you know, interviewing a lot of these authors of these books that I do now, you hear more more often than not, you know, it's a band without a manager or a good manager. And the, the best example is the Beatles. And you watch that. Oh, yeah. You know, you watch that special, the Disney Plus special, where they see, should they show. Yeah. Paul, Paul the Get Back Sessions, he, without their manager, he's trying to keep the band in line, but he just can't. It's just not his thing. He's, he's trying to be, you know, he's trying to be the bad guy without being the bad guy. Yeah. You, you got to have somebody there to, to do it. And so, I don't know. They, they tried to lay blame on, um, uh, Ray Daniels, he came in because he was he was connected to Alex. Um, 
So they brought him in and, and he took the blame for it, but he was interviewed by Chris Gale and Brad Talinsky for that book. And he said, you know, they were already pretty much done by that point. You know, your bands run their course and there was just no saving it at that point. Yeah. So, cause, cause uh, Ray Daniels was with rush for all those years. If he was that bad, yeah, you know, rush wouldn't have kept him around, you know? Oh, so, sure. but yeah, same kind of thing, you know, Brian, Ep- when Brian Epstein was gone, the Beatles, you see everything going. Yep. Yeah. So that, I think that's what happened, but. Um, Corey, what's your ranking? Uh, actually, initially, first couple of listings of the album, you know, it's, was down at number nine, but it actually found its way all the way up to number three for me. Whoa. Oh, I like it. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I think it's just because it is weird and I like weird songs. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, what I'm doing with my own podcast, you know, listening to uh, comedic and uh, alternative, uh, you know, geek artists. So it's the type of song that just kind of it. It really grew on me really quickly over, cool. you know, a couple of weeks of uh, listening to the album and, you know, just kind of trying to absorb it all. So, yeah, it uh, it actually wound up at number three. That's, that's cool. Awesome. It almost kicks in like a movie soundtrack song. Yeah. I mean, initially, yeah. Initially, it was like, okay, well, this is just you know a bunch of guys goofing around. This is you know like locker room talk. It's and just over multiple listings. Yeah, just it really grew on me. So nice. By by the way, it's it's Alex. Just pay my accountant. Yes. Like <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, I'm curious. I, I, I know what Todd's ranking is because I see all the numbers in front of me. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, Todd, uh, what's your ranking? Number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine. <laughs> Speaking of the Beatles. Yeah. 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 Uh, to me, this was Sammy's version of happy trails. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. The, Point. the, I don't know if Eddie's using it must be keyboards like like it's not it's not a a true you know Eddie song until I know until the the, until he breaks in with his guitar yeah um but um I think this was Sammy's way of saying hello everybody I'm in the band now yeah yeah so he's kind of you know the camaraderie with everybody just kind of chilling sounds like they're you know just sitting on the couch together just jaw jabbing uh and where'd laughing. you get those clothes out of my wife's out of your wife's clo- or out of my wife's closet yeah jc Kenny, man. <laughs> yeah. out of your wife's closet yeah <laughs> all right so that's there you go so i'm actually just making sure the formulas are, are all, all all tight here are you gonna give us the winner right I'm away the winner yep uh sort Holy. All right. So with the most points at 81 points is dreams. Really? Wow. Okay. Oh. One. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I think we, Sean and I put it up. We had a, yeah, it to two, the top there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number two is summer nights at 80 points. It was a very close, very, very close. Uh, number three at 62 points was get up which mm. a couple of people ranked that number one. So that really pushed it up the scale there. Yeah. Uh, Best of both worlds is at uh, number four. Why can't this be love at number five? 5150 after that. Love walks in good enough at number eight. 
and inside at number nine. Yeah. All right. That's a pretty good summary. Dreams yeah. is the number one song. I, I wouldn't have expected that. No. Yeah. Because I used cool. to rank it so low, you know. Well, yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, it was a huge hit, and yeah. it's the one that's there's the most cover versions of of any Van Halen Sammy Hagar song are dream is really dreams. I, I posted like a handful of them. Yeah, I think I've put up an article where I just collected them all together. I want to say, but yeah, uh, even even one by uh, an artist called arena where sammy gives it his approval he includes a a tribute and they include it in the track uh let's see arena dreams and that uh yeah check it out it's it's like a synth wave group arena and then you have sammy let's see at the end Where is it here? Uh, yeah, features a sound bite from Sammy Hagar. Yeah, cool. Okay. Well, this was good. I, I yeah. say the net. So we should just go back and forth from Dave to Sammy album. I think so, so. We can be fair as as to not play one of the, one of the things. Here. One of the things I wanted. We don't want to be fifty-one fifty. We want to be fifty-fifty on these. Fifty-fifty. Okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. At, at some point, I, I had to go there. I want to do a comparison, a track by track comparison, album to album between right, um, Eat 'Em and Smile and Fifty One Fifty. Yes, yes, because they both came out pretty. You know that that was the first efforts from Dave and Van Halen. Like, okay, we're we're in competition with each other. Like, yeah, and uh, I think both tracks, both albums have, is it nine tracks? Eat 'Em and Smile, okay. I know, is a very short album. Great album, yeah. Eat 'Em and Smile, but very short. By the way, I I love. The response, uh, Van Halen's response to Eat Him and Smile. Oh, you ate one too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I, I couldn't resist. It was a, the story of uh, Daryl Hall who said, Eddie said, you, you want to jam with us in 1985? You know, they're looking yep. for a singer. Pre Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I read the article with, so there needs to be a book written called, Oh, you were asked to be in Van Halen too. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's now it's now up to like ten, you know, like Steve Perry, Daryl Hall. Wasn't that Mitch Malloy guy too? Wasn't Mitch he? Malloy was in the nineties, yeah. Yeah. In the mid eighties, it was Patty Smythe, Steve Perry, Daryl Hall. Uh, I know there's one more around that. Time. Oh yeah, Mr. Biggs, Eric Martin. Oh, that one I didn't hear. And oh. he, he he said he admitted he goes I chickened out. Because I was like, I panicked because this is big shoes to fill. And so he dude's a good singer, though. Holy God. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Briggs, great band. band. Yeah. Mr. Briggs, great. Yeah. Nine tracks off of Eat and Small. No, no. Wait a minute. Ten. Ten. No, there's ten. ten. Yeah. I I keep forgetting about that's life. Yeah. Remember my uh, my cassette version of it? I just made sure that wasn't on there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was the inside song of uh, Eat and Small. Yeah. Yeah, and then you could put uh, "Oh, You Eat One Two Up" against "Skyscraper." You know, ooh, that's another good one. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah, we're gonna have. I think I want to have uh, Corey Morissette on too at some point. So, cool. Well, thirty-six years old. The album is 
Yep. Page 150, uh, 36. Oh. How old we all are, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 36. Yeah. Was born okay. when that, yeah. When, when Sammy says, hello, baby, you know, I was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Gaga. <laughs> Hamburger. Hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this was awesome, guys. Yeah. This yeah. was fun. Yep. It's great. I had a great time. Yeah, man. Yeah, give it, yeah let's say, like, what, what, what do you do, sir? Well, I guess we'll start. I, I urge everyone, because, Sean, you're a listener, and I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Book, Booked on Rock, which is doing really well. Uh, I started in May, and it's an interview. So far, it's been an interview per week with an author of a book. Pretty much all of them are new books that just came out. But anyway, booksonrock.com, you can you can just go there to listen. But also I got links to all of the places you can go to listen to. Amazon, Apple, iHeart, Spotify, Spreaker, TuneIn, YouTube. YouTube, it's commercial free. Um, and so I, ha- I have like the one I just did was such an interesting interview with Jim Birkenstadt, who did a book on it called Mysteries of the Music Case Closed. And he talks about the Bob Marley conspiracy with the CIA. Did they kill him? And the, um, the Beach Boys, did they steal a song from Charles Manson? Fascinating stuff. Yep. But, uh, you know, I get, I just, it's all different areas of rock. And, and you guys, you know, we talked before we started recording. I got an interview coming up later this month with a, a guy who wrote a great book on uh, Canadian bands that came out in the early 2000s that I'm looking forward to. And, it's been going great. I got, I did three, there's three Van Halen books that came out and I interviewed yep. all the authors for those. And so it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And um, so definitely give it a listen because uh, I lied. I, I do have kids all over the country and I need to feed them. So please <laughs> I need the numbers. Some, maybe some in Canada, but I'm not going to, I'll talk to my lawyer about that. But uh, Van Halen news desk, VHND.com. And we're always, we put stuff up there almost daily, whether it's just this day in history or something new, yep. uh, you know, uh, just fun stuff, you know, maybe that somebody puts together a cool video to put up there, uh, anything that's newsworthy involving Sammy and because Sammy's out on tour and he's working on a new album and Dave, we're hoping, I mean, he was supposed to do New Year's Eve in Vegas. Uh, he had to cancel one of his band members had COVID tested positive. So we're waiting on that to see what he's going to do, but. The big thing was he said, this is it. You know, these are the last, last four or five shows and he's going to retire from performing. I don't, I don't see him going away entirely, but I think, you know, he, you know, he's a physical performer and he can only do so much. He's 60, uh, 67. He was born in 55. So do the math, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So we're, we're, you know, we're keeping still an eye on what day is still in better shape know? than any of us in this. Oh my God. Yeah. But, but still like, yeah, the Van Halen shows are very physical. Yeah. And Wolfgang mammoth WVH, you know, great album. And he's on tour and he's up for, uh, he's up for, um, a cat. Uh, he's up for, uh, a Grammy. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot, there's, there's stuff going on, you know, within the Van Halen world, but our primary goal is to, like I said, keep that legacy of Ed going and, um, you know, and then Van Halen store. If you guys want merchandise, man, Van Halen store.com. That's the place to go to. Um, you know, that's, they got, he's got Jeff Hausman runs the the news desk in the store and he's just got so much great stuff in there. T-shirts, hats, 
yep. hoodies, sneakers. Whoa, 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 whoa. You name this it. This done. Well, oh, yeah, that's the CD. Is that the CD? Nice. What's yeah. that? Oh, you got Mammoth WVH there. Yeah. 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 It's, he, he's, yeah, he's, he's awesome. You know, he's, he's doing, they do some headlining shows and then they were on tour with Guns N' Roses and, you know, he's on his way. He's already got songs, he said, that he's written for the next album. So we're looking oh, yeah. forward to that. Definitely. So that's it, guys. That's it. And keep listening to the Sean Geek podcast. And and uh, let's uh, I want to hear uh, Corey. Where where do we find you? Uh, you can find me at the geeksmanpodcast.com. Or sorry, not geeksmanpodcast. Geeksmanpodcast.castos.com. Um, and on most uh, on most players, um, I interview geek musicians, uh, a lot of indie musicians from North America and around the world. Cool. What's the website again? Uh, geekspinpodcast.castos.com although I may be uh, migrating that over to uh, Castly or uh, one that uh, Sean's on yeah. Captivate, now that, yes. okay so that's G-E-E-K-S-P-I-N yep got it I see it podcast here. yeah cool. it's a great show like I actually it's it's really opened my eyes to a lot of musicians I might not have heard otherwise and it's yeah it's 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 a great show Corey's a great cool. interviewer so Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going to check it out. I am definitely going to check it out. Nice. Yeah. All right, guys. So we got to think about what, what the next album will be. Actually, have people. Are we, uh, we going to call it right now? Let's we, let's decide what we're going to do. We want to do a day one. So, man, I, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is fair warning. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Corey? Todd? Sure. I mean, yeah. That's that's my favorite Van Halen album. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Um, I, so, so, so how are the rankings going to work? If I rank every song, number one, how does that work? Yeah. I don't know if you can tweak <laughs> the system that way. Yeah. I know really it's a front to back. It's a classic classic. Yeah. It's, it's the best Van Halen album in, for, for the diehard Van Halen fans. The musicians seem yeah. to really, you know, the, the music the musician side of the Van Halen fan base. Love that. Yeah. You know, it's it's it doesn't i mean unchained was a radio single that did well but yeah you know at the time it, the label was just, uh, you know that's why they responded with diver down because they needed some hit singles yep but it just in retrospect now it's considered you know the holy grail of eddie yeah you know yeah nice definitely okay fair warning next episode that's what we do all right. Well, thanks everybody for coming. Uh, I'm going to go do some family time. We're actually in spring break. So nice. go do something. I don't know what, but we're going to go out and enjoy the day. Uh, I've got to go move a friend. Like, move, all right. Like move their belongings or move the. Friend? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's the, we're doing moving, doing moving today. Awesome. Well, right. just Corey, try to imagine that guy holding up that, that Van Halen thing the atlas yeah. guy and, and yeah. just get up and make it work <laughs> i think <laughs> i think Corey needs to strip down to speedos and carry oh. out everything <laughs> just carry on his back ain't oh, nobody man. needs to see that <laughs> no 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 um yeah i my goal today I'm is I'm, I'm, my usual thing i'm gonna pull off my uh my usual thing i wear the assless chaps my david Lee Roth <laughs> assless chaps and i wait nice. until i get arrested and you know and then come back tomorrow and everything's fine nice all right. Nice. Actually, I'm going to see my pops today. Yes. Going to visit him, so I'm looking forward to that. His 83rd birthday is coming up. Happy Excellent. birthday, Dad! I love you. Happy, well, yeah, happy birthday, Papa Sinich. Right. All right. All right. Thanks. Guys. All right, guys. Yeah, I'm gonna. Thanks I so gotta much. Bail. Yeah, I gotta. 
go with the kids here. So you got it. Fans of the Sean Geek Podcast, this is the Core Geek talking at you. Did you know that the Sean Geek Podcast has merch available? That's right. Head on over to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. You'll be taken to the Sean Geek Podcast store on TeePublic, where you can find the Sean Geek Podcast logo on t-shirts, totes, masks, and more. And best of all, a portion of the sales goes to help support the podcast and allow Sean and Todd to keep bringing great content your way. Once again, go to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. And while you're there, don't forget to download the latest episode.